thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is That Paleo Show with your hosts, Stephanie Wozalik, Dr. Yana James, and Dr. Brett Hill. That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Stephanie Wozlick. I'm Dr. Yana James. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this week we thought we'd put together a really fun episode because we've given you so many details in all the episodes you've listened to so far. We just really wanted to give you an idea of how to apply these things in your real life. Sometimes they can be more abstract concepts. So we thought today we'd tell you kind of how we apply all of these paleo principles that we've talked about in our daily lives yeah yeah so we're just going to go through i guess and have a bit of a look at you know all the different things we do whether it's diet whether it's how we exercise how we have fun you know what we do how we sleep you know just the whole thing from from start to finish i guess so so i guess maybe we just start from the start like uh, what do you guys do when you wake up (laughs) cool well i'll tell you the first thing i'll tell you about which is how i start how i actually wake up is i have kind of a cool alarm clock so I've got this thing called a Solial Sun Alarm, and I don't get paid by them or anything, so it's just that's the brand of it. But it's awesome, and so I actually get woken up by what is called a simulated sunrise. So ideally, I'd love to just wake up when the sun rises and wake up when I wake up. Uh, unfortunately, you know, with our modern world and with kids, um, then, um, you know, waking up just when my body feels like waking up isn't always possible <laughs> for me. Um, so I have to have something else to wake me up. But if you're going to do that, then the best way to reset your circadian rhythms and to prepare yourself for the next day I find is to have this sun alarm which actually has a full spectrum light that gradually increases slowly and it, it, what I've found most of all is it's such a less stressful way to wake up yeah. like I know before I would wake up to this alarm clock just like woo, woo, you know just making this noise at me <laughs> and I would just be like stressed before I even started like, yeah you like, start in ah. that fight or flight right yeah yeah exactly yeah. so this is a much nicer way to do it I have now set it so that the alarm clock goes off if I don't wake up at the end of the half hour uh, sunrise <laughs> because I did miss a flight to Perth a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and I think I actually just slept through it so I have set that up now but I can't tell. I don't think I've ever actually gotten to the end of it and had the alarm go off. So yeah. that's a really nice way to start. Yeah, I'm totally jealous of that, by the way. So <laughs> we're, we're uh, on our way to saving up for one. That's. I think that's a brilliant way to wake up. It's cool. Yeah, for us, I did. I, um, our alarm goes off at quarter to six. Which is, yeah, Brett just can't handle that. And I don't even have kids, so I'm freaking about, out about what happens when I when children enter the My picture. My kids sleep in longer than that. Uh, well, yeah, I live a little bit further away from uh, our activity centre than you do, so <laughs> makes it slightly harder. So alarm goes off at quarter two, um, and, I, you know, we have a little bit of snuggle time, and, and Luke gets up at about six, and I usually get up at about 6.15. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky I get to lay in bed and sort of accommodate to the world a little bit longer um, and then whilst uh, um, when I'm in the shower because I take longer and have to do my hair and that sort of thing Luke cooks breakfast which is awesome and uh, and then we get on our way with driving into the city drop Luke off and off to work and listening to podcasts all the while agreeing or disagreeing vehemently along the drive but that's our sort of social <laughs> aspect of the day which is awesome get some information in first thing in the morning yeah yeah well for me I have almost never have any commitments in the morning. Mm. So I 
why, but I'm really a morning person. I, I think it's a waste of the day if you don't just get up. So True. I set my alarm for seven o'clock every day, which I know for some people is late and some people it's early, but that's the time where I've, I've found works really well for me. And my alarm clock is cricket noise. So <laughs> it's less abrasive unless I it's forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I leave it up too loud and then it is like way too loud, but I wake up from the smallest noise. So, um, so I find that works really well. And I also sleep with my curtains open so that the sun does wake me up and I'm more than happy to get up earlier if the sun wakes me up as such. Yeah. And I, we would do that except that right across the road from us is the most bright, obnoxious street light that Luke just mm. can't cope with. So yeah. we don't, when we're in Sydney, we're, we're, when we stay at our friend's place, they don't have curtains on at all. And it is just so nice to wake up with the yeah. sunlight. I must, um, also add in there, we make a habit of getting up at the same time every day. Um, yeah. Saturday's our sleep in. So we sleep until seven on Saturday and then get up and go to our fitness. But, um, what I found with that is if the alarm doesn't go off for whatever reason, I tend to wake up at 6.30 naturally mm-hmm. and go, oh my God, the alarm hasn't gone off. Get, get out of bed. Go. So um, <laughs> I'm lucky there that I do have a natural body clock for waking up. Um, and on Saturdays, I like to sleep until 7. Yeah, and I do too. <laughs> I find that because I consistently get up at the same time every day, I also consistently wake up five minutes before my alarm. Yeah. So you're not actually waking up to that crazy yeah. alarm clock. I was just picturing as Yana was saying that the first scene of four weddings and a funeral. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> Hugh Grant wakes up. Anyway, you've got to go see it because it's funny. <laughs> anyway, you, you understand what I mean. I'd like to repeat what he says, but it's probably not appropriate for this show, so I won't. Fair enough. Those, of you, those who've seen it will understand what I'm talking about. Guessing some uh, but I'm not, in there. Yeah, I'm not much of a morning person, I've got to say. So I think once I'm up, I'm like, I've got to have my shower and I've got to have like my little just 10 minutes just to kind of wake up. Like, I just, I'm not communicable in that first 10 minutes yeah, like I just enough. can't speak I can't talk I can't really move <laughs> he's very like, gr- rubble yeah I just need to like wake and... up be in my little cocoon and just kind of have my shower <laughs> and just sort of get dressed and I'm like okay cool ready to go like now, now I can, I'm ready to take on the world yeah yeah which is quite funny mm. <laughs> well and then moving on to breakfast this is gonna be a really short segment because none of us really eat substantial breakfast for me breakfast is interchangeable with lunch yes so i'll usually have one or the other yeah uh in a if i have a big breakfast then i'll have maybe a small lunch if any lunch at all and then an early dinner or i'll skip breakfast have a nice big lunch and then have a late dinner sort of thing i uh, sometimes you know i'll have a piece of fruit first thing in the morning or something like that but it's not it's not a big deal for me yeah I pretty much only eat breakfast at breakfast time on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we're in practice early. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we don't start adjusting until the afternoon. And Saturday and Sunday, I don't eat until usually 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. On my um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday when we're adjusting in the afternoon, I usually eat somewhere around 11 and that's quite often bacon and eggs or eggs (laughs) and some sort of fat sauce um so maybe vegetables you know cooked in some coconut oil or something like that but definitely um not big on the breakfast and when i do have breakfast in the mornings before work it's usually a smoothie with eggs and coconut milk and fruit yeah and i'm pretty similar to you guys like really nowadays i pretty much only eat breakfast if well actually if i'm gonna be um 
I know I'm going to be going and exercising a lot. I might eat some breakfast. But most of the time, uh, it's and I don't usually exercise in the morning, so that doesn't happen a lot. But most of the time, it's if I've had a sleep in. Like if I have a day where I don't have to get up early, yeah. then I'll kind of like sleep in, chill out, relax. Or it's a weekend and I'm with the kids. We'll just, you know, chill out, relax in the morning, and then make like a big breakfast at like 10 or 11 o'clock and have bacon and eggs and like just you know mushrooms and tomato and just kind of lay it all out. But... Aside from that, yeah, I'm usually like fine through to lunch, and I just find that works really well for me. I'm I'm yeah. not hungry. I'm just I'm just not hungry in the morning, and it's right. it's something that I think a lot of people find doing paleo is that once you do become more fat adapted, then then you just don't have that same sort of hunger craving. And I used to do that, the nice big breakfast, but then I stopped eating eggs and tomatoes, and so <laughs> yeah. now breakfast is just less That's exciting. Yeah. So I just move right on to lunch, where I can have right. the delicious leftovers from the night before. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. We do um Sunday mornings. It, actually, I'm thinking about it. It depends on whether we go back to my girlfriend's place after the markets on Sunday. If we do, we'll have breakfast and the boys cook that and it's awesome. Um, if not, if we've got stuff to do, then we go home, get on with the stuff that we've got to do and then sort of at 2 o'clock go, yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's 2 o'clock. We haven't eaten for 20 hours or whatever it was yeah. since yesterday's meal. So, yeah. Mm. So I guess we've kind of covered breakfast and lunch at the same time there, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. So, so what about exercise, Steph? Um, well, this is not my strong point. <laughs> this is Brent's favorite topic. Why you brought it up? No, look, I I like exercise, but to be perfectly honest with all of you listeners, and I probably shouldn't be, but um, <laughs> it's just it's the first thing to go when I get extremely busy, and I won't I won't deny that, and that's something I'm definitely working on because it does relieve stress and it does make me more productive. It's more of a so we do fitness three times a week at um, within the practice, and uh, fortunately, unfortunately, some of those days I'm coaching, so those are it's kind of a convenient. Um, excuse excuse (laughs) but so but what I've been doing like this week I climbed Mount Lofty and to me that's kind of a an extra fitness thing and Ryan came home he wants to climb Mount Lofty so we'll be doing that and I do walk everywhere because I don't have a car so now would would be a good time to commit like live on air like (laughs) no I'm just joking (laughs) no but I get extremely motivated we just booked um, well we're planning a trip to New Zealand where I know we're going to do lots of hiking and for me that is extreme motivation so mm. even if I can't make it to those fitness classes, that's when I really step it up and I make sure that I'm doing fitness on my own time um, or, again, like doing these hikes and it's more social fitness, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm definitely in, in a similar realm to Steph, although I think you're probably better than I am with fitness. For the time being, I'm working on it and discovering a lot of the behavioral reasons as to why I wasn't a fan of fitness, one of which has been quite interesting recently, realizing, one, that I had an older brother who was sort of gifted as far as sports goes, but I was always comparing my coordination capabilities to someone who was two years older than me, not just you know in age, but in terms of development from a very early age of thinking, I can't do this, I'm crap at this you know, running thing and um, sort of giving up, I guess, you know, if I can't be like him, then I'm going to go and do art. That's something that, you know, <laughs> that is unique to me. Um, in addition, it sort of dawned on me, the more I talk about my story and what chiropractic has meant for me, um, I've realized that, that for me, fitness, not only was I clumsy in comparison to my brother, but um, the area of my spine that wasn't functioning properly as a youngster actually led to me having restless legs and achy legs and, and clumsy and knee problems and ankle problems 
so for me to get out and run about was actually really exhausting as opposed to producing those endorphins and, and making me want to get back into it again um, so now I've recognized that and I've been doing um, MoveNet I've learned how to actually trust my body again because all of my beliefs on fitness were that I'm clumsy and I can't do it and I'm going to fall over and place plant and that's not fun. It's yeah. not fun for your ego or for your body. Um, but now I'm realizing that actually my body does work and I can do these things. And so I do move now on a Saturday for about an hour, hour and a half, um, which is, you know, learning the techniques to eventually be able to climb trees because I can't at the moment, but that's what we're <laughs> working on. Um, you know, doing squat walks on balancing beams, um, sprints and just, you know, really, um, I guess having the imagination of a caveman trying to chase after a bird to catch it or, you know, throwing a spear and, and that sort of thing, which I just love, as well as slacklining. That's my other passion, which is kind of like a um, combination between tightrope walking and trampolining. So that's heaps of fun, good for your brain. Uh, yeah. It really makes me want to get into it. Plus I adjust, every, uh, you know, five mm -hmm. days a week. That's that's movement. That's <laughs> an exercise, but it's movement. At least I'm moving my body. My See, my whole life I've been doing synchronized swimming, like probably mm -hmm. three times times a week and that was always my you know my fitness I guess and it was interesting moving to Australia and not having that three time a week like mandatory commitment because it's a team sport so you always mm. go there's no excuses mm. um, so not having that that commitment I've had to actually rediscover what fitness is because I'd never been into a gym before I'd never and again that's not what I do now but just I'm glad I found this niche of this more unique type of fitness because um, I really struggled when I first moved here. I didn't really know what to do, but yeah. this functional fitness is so easy. Yeah, absolutely. Well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, But the thing is, it's diverse and it's fun, which yeah. to me makes it easy, right? You don't have to find the motivation. I have to give so much kudos to Dr. Brett for this because there is no way I would be doing the things that I'm doing now or... Um, even wanting to do something like run the 6k bare barefoot um, or do Tough Mudder. Like I, it was so far out of my realm of desire or interest. Um, but watching you has just inspired me to want to achieve more with what my body's functionality is able to achieve. So thank you. Are we um, putting together a team for Tough Mudder? Yes. Yes, I believe we are. I just said that. I just said that live, so I have to do it now. So, um, yeah, and I guess I've got a really different perspective around fitness because I think fitness kind of has been something that's always just been part of my life. Like I've always been into team sports since I was really young, and so you know whether that was football or cricket or whatever it happened to be, and. I think I'm just naturally a really competitive person. Like I, I, I'm hopeless. I'm like the worst white line fever. And so, so for me, that's always been that thing of like, well, if someone else can do it, then I want to be able to do it. Like I've, I've always had that. And so that always came out obviously in team sports. Like I'm like still at cricket. Like I'm you know mid thirties now, and I'm like I still want to be the fittest guy in the cricket team. Like I want to be the one still running around, having more energy. You know, being able to be more and do more on the field than anyone else and, and so I kind of pride myself on that and I, I do have that competitive nature that, that wants to do that and it's even worse now because I've got all these like fit healthy practice members and they come in and go oh I did this workout the other day and this is what I did I'm like oh damn I'm going to have to do that now <laughs> and, you know I listen to 100 not out and uh, and you know there's a guy, Tommy Hafey there saying you can do 250 push ups a day and he's like 80 I'm like oh well if he can do it then I have to be able to do it <laughs> so I just started doing 250 push ups and you know it's that competitive nature of me that comes out that really has always driven me to do fitness but 
I'm definitely doing it, I think, more consistently now than I ever have before. Like, I've, I've probably previously been a bit like Steph, where I was always doing exercise for something. Like, there was an event coming up, there was a sport, you know, I wanted to play on Saturday. There was, you know, there always had to be something there for me to want to do fitness. Whereas I think now I've been able to sort of realize that fitness is just for fitness sake. Like, I, I just want to be fit and healthy just for me. And, and so that no matter what comes along, I'm ready for it and I can do it and I can say yes to things. And so that's really changed for me as well now, where I'm now, rather than doing fitness, you know, a couple of times a week, and when I kind of felt like I had to, I would do more to get ready for an event or something. Now it's like, I'll do fitness, you know, five, six, seven times a week, only very short intervals, like it might be five, 10 minutes, but I'll do it pretty much every day. Um, and once in Steph, I thank Steph for that. Her wellness coaching <laughs> session with me really helped me find a way to schedule that into my day. So for me now, I, I'm not, as I said, I'm not a morning person, so I don't tend to exercise in the morning. Uh, but for me, what it was, was when I get home at night, if I do it before I open up my laptop, so it's like before I start sitting down and doing some more work online, um, then I know that that's sort of a, a spot that I can keep myself accountable to. And it's almost like a challenge for me now, challenging myself to say, <laughs> no, I'm going to do it before I sit down and do that, which I found really useful. I'm so glad you're still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And look, I, it's not the first time I've heard you talk about goals around fitness, and it's certainly not the t- first time I've heard that, but it's obviously for me at a really crucial time because I... I'm just on the fence between having um, a motivator for achieving a specific thing to doing it for my health, which is quite a a different mental position to be in, right? And, you know, it's not even doing it for your health. It's like doing it for your life. Like, it's even bigger than just your health. It's like just – it's being fit so that – you can literally enjoy life, like no matter what it is, whether it's you want to go for a hike, whether it's you want to compete in Tough Mudder, whether it's, you know, someone comes along and goes, hey, it's a beautiful day, let's go for a hike, like whatever it is, you just want to be fit for life so that you can enjoy those things and you can really enjoy and get the best out of life. Yeah. So it's not just the health, it's it's your whole life that you get enjoyment out of it, I reckon. Yeah, and I think because it has been such a a sticking point for me, I've had to have all of these other reasons and motivators and, you know, um, especially being a Cairo and knowing how crucial movement is for your brain function Mm. Um, you know they're all that again it comes back to that running away from the dog versus Mm. chasing the carrot or whatever that analogy is you know and for you Brett you're definitely a carrot person and it's (laughs) it's that you know the sentence you just had it's I want to excel at life basically yeah Um, and I'm still in them, I think I might just be running on the spot at the moment or you know there's there's equal pull either way for a lot of people it's to avoid uh Problem. So for me, yeah. like I had a terrible hiking experience in New Zealand last time. I want to avoid that. Mm. Well, I guess in my experience, it's a little bit of both. I want to enjoy the hike. I'm looking forward yeah. to that, but I also don't want to feel like I'm going to die on the hill. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's 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 all about that. But let's move on to another topic because yeah. I think we can talk we about could. fitness all day. We could. But let's talk about um, like personal time and how. What do you guys do? Like for me, it's really important. I could just sit at my computer and work all day, but it's really important for me to plan time out of that to get out of that headspace and to get into a more like internal uh, reflection headspace. I don't, I don't know. I got really philosophical there, but I'm oh, sorry. I'm laughing at your Canadian accent again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, you know what's really interesting is that. For me, my downtime, and I never would have thought this would have been the case, is definitely the slacklining and, and the move net stuff. Mm. Like, it's it blows me away how much clarity I get through doing that. Um, 
And in addition, I also do um, drawing and artwork and photography and, and, you know, that creative side for me is really crucial. Also done um, rebirthing. So, you know, if I'm short on time or I'm short on enthusiasm for doing some drawing, I'll just sit down and have some really good, deep, connected breaths and just let any of the negative stuff go, which um, that, that's what works for me. Yeah. Mm. I think for me, definitely exercise is a big part of that. Like when I'm sort of there in the zone, particularly when it's sport and it's like team sport, I just love that aspect of it that, you know, I play indoor cricket with my mates every Monday night and we just love that. Like it's that time to just forget about everything else, have some fun with your friends and just really enjoy that. Um, it's also, I think for me is, you know, when I'm in the car is actually a really good time for me. I'm listening often to podcasts and like really supportive, positive stuff about, you know, how to create a healthy life and how to, you know, get more out of life basically. And so, um, so I really enjoy that time of listening to podcasts and audiobooks and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's a really good time for me as well. Um, but I'm definitely someone who I do like to have a bit of time to myself as well. Like I'll literally just sort of go, you know, shut myself in my own little world for a little while. And I might be reading a book. I might be just, you know, in a cafe somewhere having some breakfast. But I do find I just need that little bit of time just to myself to sort of just unwind and de-stress and gather my thoughts as much as anything, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, see, I find interesting because... Ryan works out of town a lot, right? So I'm often, I'm always by myself, basically. When I'm not, Aww. you know, when I'm not coaching or, or um, helping out you guys at the, the chiropractor, I just, you know, it's, it's all me time and I tend to get caught up and I feel guilty if I'm, you know, not working. You know, yeah. I just, I always feel like there's something that has to be done, you know, even if it's housework or whatever. So for me, it's really extremely important to be able to stop and say okay after two o'clock like that's I'm gonna go do xyz for myself and one of the things that I just love and I couldn't do this on a regular basis in Canada is just like going to sit outside in the sun mm. like I couldn't I mean that's something you can do a few months of the year but here if it's sunny out like I can't sit inside I have to even if I'm doing work I have to do it outside because it's just so beautiful yeah and the other thing I really should mention in that is I guess family time as well like mm -hmm. when I do get time just to spend some time with the family like you know on the weekend just went to the playground with the kids and just sat down with Tom like building sandcastles and playing with rocks and you know that's just so nice and so relaxing so really enjoying that as a downtime and I know we're going to talk about relationships later as well. So, um, yeah, for us, date night is a big part of that as well, is, is having that set time where we can just relax and unwind and have a conversation. So, so that family time is also a really important one for me in terms of unwinding as well. Yeah, yeah something I've recently started doing, um, I can't remember which, the Whole30, what were their names? Yeah, um... Anyways, so they, they recommended it. Um, we'll, we'll get their names in a sec. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. But basically their philosophy was that one day a week, the two of them spend the whole day together and they have all these rules, like they don't go shopping and they don't, you know, play on the computer and they don't do any work and they don't answer work emails sort of thing. And Ryan and I... I realized that now that I work in town here and I'm just always busy and there's always something to do, we really needed to implement something like that. So we've picked Tuesday and every Tuesday that he's home, we call it Sarf Day. So Seth and Ryan fun day. Um, if anyone has a better name, let me know. But anyway, so we find that is just so good and I've blocked it off in my calendar for the rest of the year. Like it's just something... We, you know, cook together, we chat, we lie in bed really late, we play board games, you know, we just, just lounge around, sometimes we'll watch a movie or, 
you know, go for a walk or this week we're going to probably climb Mount Lofty and just that time together. And even if it is like maybe we're doing yard work or something, it's still that time together with no other distractions that we don't generally get. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, Dallas and Melissa Hartwig that do that. Mm-hmm. My apologies, guys. It just wasn't coming to me. We're planning on interviewing them, but because we record on a Wednesday, which is a Tuesday in the US, that's this. That's this after whatever it is. They might be a. I don't, I don't know. What <laughs> they have a different name. Yeah. They have a different name. Um, so we weren't able to, and I really admired that because that you know they're sticking to their guns on that one. It's like nope, sorry, we just don't. Um, and so our plan is eventually maybe to, to find another day that we can do that. But um, I, I love that. I wish that I had the opportunity to do that, but I just don't get a and day you, when we can. If you want to do that, it doesn't have to be a full day. Like it could just be one evening a week or it could be one morning a week. Yeah. Or Well, that, that's what yeah. I was just going to say, because I think, you know, for those of us who have kids, then having a whole day like that can be a bit more no, challenging. No, it's not realistic. Uh, but, yeah. but, it's, um, but, you know, but we do do the same thing with date night. So for us, that's just every single week. Thursday night is date night, and so Beck and I go out to dinner, go somewhere nice. We we tend to go to a different restaurant each time, so we have our little entertainment book. We go all around the all around the country, all around the the, the city to all the different restaurants, and uh, and that's really nice. And particularly if you have got kids, you know, it's just just having the chance to sit down and converse and literally find out what each other's been doing all week, and you know, have an adult conversation with each other, and and really just touch base and. I think from a you know from a stress and a healthy relationship point of view, I think that's just so important. You know that if you if you do make that time to touch base on a regular basis and I guess deal with the little things that come up and and you know meet all those little challenges, then it means that you never really have those big challenges. You know you can just touch in with each other, make sure that you're both you know feeling loved and feeling looked after, and um, you know you're both on the same page. And I think that's just so important in terms of maintaining a healthy relationship. Yeah. I think this is something that Luke and I probably don't do as well as we would like to. We have tried multiple times to find a regular time spot and we just haven't found one that works, especially, you know, Luke's got his full-time job and then he does all of the work for the wellness couch and Mm. has other projects as well. So invariably, the two nights of the week that I'm home at a reasonable hour, he has meetings or other stuff that needs to be tended Mm -hmm. to quickly. Um, and, uh, and, and so our, our time together is definitely the weekends. Like I, I now for the first time since I was 15 have a, uh, vocation where I don't have to work a Saturday, which is awesome or a Sunday for that matter. Um, so we do our move net fitness on Saturday morning and we do our markets on Sunday. So they're the times that we really have that opportunity to connect. Um, but I guess we don't make the most of it like we could be doing. So, you know, it, it, you know, life is a, a journey of finding things that work for you. So we're still working on that. Um, but we definitely have all the little things. Like I just love that every time I get home from work on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday night, Luke is there to open the door, greet me, says hello, you know, takes my bag. Invariably, I have to go to the toilet. And then I come back <laughs> and we have our five-minute catch-up chat. So we do do that, but it's probably, um, you know, there's room for improvement. You guys should just, like, take some time when you're at the markets. Like, stop, have a cup of tea, go have a bite to eat, and just, you know, take a picnic rug and lay it out and just spend 20 minutes. That'd be awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Good. How's that? Good. <laughs> like, but the food is getting warm in the fridge. Oh, oh, I get all your shots. I get my food No, then you miss out on all the best veggies, you see. There is a special... Look, no, is one for protocols and <laughs> regimes, and you've got to get in in the right order around he the is. markets, in the maze, pick this up, get that. Um, so but afterwards, he is. He is. But Uh-oh. your gut is totally good enough, because I my food <laughs> never goes in the fridge right away. Like, my food can sit out for probably a couple of hours, 
sometimes. Yeah. And um, it's never never hurt me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we do go back to Alice's and, and yeah. our food. You know, some of it goes in the fridge, some of it just stays in the hallway. So, so. so let's move on to work. And, and obviously, oh, um, man. Yeah, we you know, I'm loosely yeah, defined cracking. as you guys' boss, so you've got to make sure like you say the right thing here. <laughs> <laughs> but we do all work in the same practice. And I think, you know, the, the great benefit we've got, I think, is that we're all doing something that's really that we love doing that's completely congruent with our beliefs um, and I think that might, that's really I think the key to, to having a healthy work life absolutely is, and, and really I mean we, we rarely use the word work we use it in this context so that you guys understand what we're, we're talking, talking about, about yeah. but, but we rarely use the word work even to describe it because we're just going in there and kind of living our passion and doing what we love and what we're really passionate about um, and, and, and using our you know using our skills to really help other people and I think you know, if you can find out what it is, what that one thing is that you love to do, that you're really passionate about, and if you can make that your career, um, then from a you know from a life enjoyment perspective, but also from a health perspective, you know that's going to make a massive difference. Yeah, and I mean, I've had a lot of different jobs before. If any of you guys saw the article in the Adelaide Magazine, they did a feature article on me lately, and the beginning of the article is like, you name it, and Steph's done it because I have done so many different jobs and. I, I guess really it all led me to this, but just that quest for something that was more than just a job. And mm. I always heard that it existed <laughs> and like always kind of wanted it. But at the same time, I knew that work-life balance was really important to me. And I, I had never found a job, quote unquote, that I liked enough to sacrifice like that home time as well. So it's just absolutely perfect now. Like... Like health is something that I now know I would have been doing for fun my whole life. Mm. And the fact is now I get to do it and get paid for it and mm. get to inspire so many other people. And I just couldn't imagine something better. It's it's awesome. And this has been an epiphany for me. I knew that when I moved to Australia, I was going to be open to new experiences and having this epiphany. And it happened. And I, and I absolutely am so grateful for it. And, yeah, definitely. But it can happen for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, it's such an interesting thing because I have been a chiropractor for, this is my seventh year in practice now, and I love what I do, but I haven't always loved going to work every day. And to be, you know, completely 100% honest, there are days that I get up and I'm like, you know what, I'd really rather stay home and do this drawing. But as soon as I get into the practice, that all changes, you know, it's probably just the drive in that, that is getting me at the moment. I need to move house. That's all there is to it. Um, and it is just having a job where you get something back from it. I, I, I just don't know how, how people go to work every day not loving what they do and you know from a paleo perspective that's stressful you've got to take the leap and it was a huge leap for me to leave a practice where I'd built a steady patient base and um and go into somewhere that didn't have you know I wasn't taking over another chiropractor I was creating my own um space there and and that was a big scary journey but Mm. I wouldn't have it any other way because it's just made such a difference to my lifestyle yeah and you know I've never met anyone who's gone do you know what I made a jump from a job I didn't like to do what I loved and what I was passionate about and it was wrong like it was a bad decision like I've never heard anyone say that they felt like that was a bad decision you know because if you really love it if you're really passionate about it if you know that you've got value to offer then you'll find a way to make it work and and 
you'll and you know even when it's not working you'll be so much happier doing it that you yeah. won't care yeah because <laughs> yeah, I mean you all know I was working in the mines before like that was really good money the lifestyle was amazing like I had all this time off and it was it was awesome and then you know to go from that and say okay now I'm gonna work 20 hours a week <laughs> and like don't really know how it's gonna turn out but you have to like I had to take that leap of faith and I would never take it back. It was amazing. And you don't even, I know some people maybe would notice, but for me, it was so worth it. And the money didn't, didn't matter in the end. Yeah. I mean, luckily for me, Ryan was still making money and, you know, <laughs> got us through, but it's, yeah, it's just so worth it. You know, it's like, you know, Green Hill Family Chiropractic is like this island that Steph and I have both like taken the leap of faith to land on and we're, you know, sitting up camp and we're not going anywhere except <laughs> in the sunshine. Well, I was going to tell you, it's a pretty big leap of faith for me as well. Like I, I literally, I started that practice from scratch and so, you know, for me it was a big leap to jump out and to start, you know, I'd never run a business before. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was like starting from scratch paying wages without any income coming in, like racking up debt to start with, you know, as all new businesses do. And uh, so it's definitely a big leap of faith for me, but that, as you said, one that I would never take back. Yeah, and the risk kind of makes it fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just that change and those new experiences are well, what drives happiness. It pushes you to make it work, exactly doesn't it? Like say. when there's that, that little bit of risk there, you're like, wow, I've really got to make this work. I've got to it's make this no happen. There's no room for Because there's no room for error because you've jumped right. in with both feet. And so yeah. it's like, right, there's, there's no excuse to not make it work. I've just got to... No matter what, I've just got to make it work. And that's, in many ways, the best position to be in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I that's definitely it. all of our time for today. We went over a little bit. But, <laughs> look, we actually got to talk about ourselves today. Because <laughs> <Nice. laughs> you know, that never happened. No. It was all about us this time. So. <laughs> well, look, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that. And definitely post on Facebook and let us know what paleo looks like in your life. What little tips and tricks do you have that... Just make everything awesome. And easy. Yeah, absolutely. So until next week, check us out on Facebook, share your story, and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from The Wellness Guys here. The biggest wellness event in Australia is fast approaching and we want to see you there. The Wellness Summit's coming up and it's on Saturday, August the 17th at Crown Melbourne featuring guest speakers David Gillespie, author of Sweet Poison and Big Fat Lies. Also, holistic dentist Dr. Ron Ehrlich from The Good Doctors and my Wellness Guys teammates, of course. The Up For A Chat Girls and many more. Tickets are just $147 for this 10-hour event. So go to www.thewellnesssummit.com to book and for more information. See you there. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.